Hi, friends, and welcome back to the Asbury Deep Dive podcast. Um, it's so good to have you here again. And as always, if you want to get text updates, text at Asbury Dive to 81010, and we'll text you every time we have a new episode up. And so we would love for you to join us in that way. So today we're going to be talking about Sunday Sermon. And with us, we have Katie Miller. Hi. Round of applause, everyone. Yes. <laughs> Hi, friends. How are you guys? <laughs> Katie works with our youth students, our high school students. And uh, Katie, what's your favorite part of your job? Mm. I think it's really cool to meet with students and to do Bible studies one-on-one with them. There are so many parts of my job that I love, but I think actually seeing our students hungry for the Lord and having them reach out and say like, hey, Katie, can we meet up? I want to learn more about this or I want to um, I want to grow closer to God. I it just excites me. It, yeah. it makes me really excited. So. That's awesome. That's mm-hmm. super fun. Super fun. Awesome. So we hope you're excited today to yeah. dive into the Bible with us. I am truly so excited. I've been looking forward to it since you asked me. So <laughs> fun, fun. So uh, this past Sunday, Tom talked from John 18 verses 28 through 40, which is the account of Jesus before Pontius Pilate and their interaction there. Um, and also this past Sunday was Palm Sunday. Hopefully you mm-hmm. did something fun or observed that in a way um, that would make it special for yourself. But it was Palm Sunday, which is basically us celebrating the day that Jesus rode into Jerusalem. Fun fact on a donkey, which <laughs> I think we all know and remember. And, you know, it's fun to get animals involved in things and whatnot. Um, but fun fact about donkeys are riding in to a city on a donkey. So in the ancient Near East, in Jesus's time, when a king would ride into a city on a horse, um, it was signifying that the city or the nation was at war. So if they were on a horse, it would have been in splendor and might and power. And they were saying, we're at war. This is a fight kind of a um, feeling that it would give off to the people. And if a king rode in on a donkey, it would be saying they were in a time of peace. This was a peaceful time. This was a happy time in the kingdom. Everything was okay. Everything was going well. And so Jesus here chooses to ride a donkey, which I yeah. think is so huge. You know, he's decla- he's about to go into the battle of a lifetime for mm-hmm. everyone's lifetime. You know, he's walking into the walk of the cross that last week of his life, and he's riding a donkey and declaring peace mm-hmm. over everyone. And I get goosebumps just saying that. You know, it's just so yeah. cool to see we know how this ends and he's declaring peace to his people, which is just so cool. Mm-hmm. I think too, it shows us like in an applicable in an applicable way to where we are right now. It shows us that even when we're walking into trials and even when we're walking into really scary situations that might be unknown, like there's still peace to be found and mm. there's still peace in the midst of it. So. Yeah, Absolutely. Absolutely. So good. And then also as we look at Jesus's walk to the cross, so kind of also in John 18, where the scripture is today, is Jesus being questioned. So Jesus on the walk of the cross as he was going to his death, you know, it was this whole process. It wasn't just the cross. There was so much leading up to it. He was questioned by several different people in that process. You can read various accounts throughout the gospels and um, together they give us a decently clear picture of the last week of his life, last few days, hours of his life. And Jesus was questioned by a lot of high officials, a lot of high ranking, important people. And he stays pretty silent. Mm-hmm. Um, he, we see him answering Pontius Pilate, but kind of in cryptic ways. He doesn't say straightforward things. Um, and in front of Caiaphas, I believe he says absolutely nothing when he's questioned. Mm-hmm. And so Jesus is here in front of these powerful people who rule the nations, who rule these places. And he says, nothing. He doesn't share the gospel. He doesn't say, watch what I'm going to do. He doesn't say anything really. Mm-hmm. But then we see him on the cross next mm-hmm. to the criminals and he 
shares the gospel and he invites them to heaven with him and he invites them home, which is so interesting and so just backwards. It's like beautiful. It's so beautiful and it's so mm-hmm. backwards too because I'm thinking strategically and I'm like, all right, we got to get as much people yeah. as we can to know the gospel and you're in front of these people. And I need to get myself out of this situation. Yeah, like this yeah. is this is not going to be a fun survival. situation. Yes, yeah. survival yeah. mode. The people who could save him and the people who could share his message, message probably the fastest, yeah. he says nothing. And it's like you and I, we would have a fight or flight reaction. We wouldn't just have this freeze, re- not even a freeze reaction. We wouldn't just stay silent we would try to do something yeah, at least or speak or share get them on your side yeah something yeah, yeah yeah which he doesn't do Mm-mm. and then we see him on the cross and he says come home to me you know and he speaks to these criminals who are dying they're dying they have no one else to tell they have no nothing else to give jesus and yet he shares the gospel with them which this i mean you could talk about those two contrasting things forever you know mm-hmm. um you know whose heart is ready to hear it what is God, jesus's gospel really about you know mm-hmm. lots of things but i think Ultimately, if we bring it back to what Tom was talking about on Sunday, what confidence do we see in Christ that he felt confident enough in his ministry and his mission and his role and all these things that he said nothing to the high, important people. And he said everything Mm -hmm. to the people who were honest, like nothing, you know, they're criminals. I would even put in there that he was so confident in God's plan for his life, despite what it might have, whatever situations it might have put him in. Like he was so confident in who God was, that God was still good regardless of his circumstances. And like, he just trusted him. Like he was confident in him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And he was, I mean, and him as savior, like he was doing this for us. Mm -hmm. Like there was a bigger thing at play and Mm -hmm. uh, it's just so good. So cool. And so kind of bouncing off of that and diving a little deeper into our scripture from Sunday, we want to look at two verses specifically of Jesus. So verses 36 and 37 of John 18 are some of what Jesus responds to Pilate as Pilate says, are you really this person? And Jesus doesn't really answer, but he does answer, but yet he doesn't answer. Mm -hmm. Um, But he says some really, really important things, some really key things that I think we can learn so much from Mm -hmm. today. And on Sunday when they were reading the scripture, these were the, these are the two like these were the two parts of the scripture that really stood out to me. Um, and I wrote them down and I like was writing furiously, just trying to get those words down on paper to remember them and even to like memorize them so that they would be something that is placed on my heart, especially leading in through this week. Yeah. Yeah. Super important thing. So significant, so much significant, like in the here and now in the exact moment that that happened. Mm-hmm. And in the in all of it, you know, it's, it's really cool. So looking specifically at verse 36, basically, Jesus says, my kingdom is not of this world, mm-hmm. which oomph, what a powerful statement in and of mm-hmm. itself. But there's there's so much there. And um, just the fact is that Christ's kingdom, therefore a Christian's kingdom, someone who follows Christ, is not of this world. Like, that's Mm -hmm. just a fact. You know, there's no question there. And so we know that that's then the kingdom of God, uh, Mm -hmm. which is here and not yet. You know, there's lots of things we can dive in there. Um, But I think if we remember that our kingdom is not of this world, we live differently. Absolutely. I can uh, can 100% agree with that. I think when we live and when we think in a way that reflects that my kingdom is not of this world, our whole lives change. Like the way we interact with people changes, mm-hmm. our thoughts change. And if we're honest with ourselves, 
we talk to ourselves more than any other person ever talks to us. And so, <laughs> I mean, it's so true. I never thought of that. Yeah, like no one else is going to ever talk to us as much as we talk to ourselves. And so if we're not constantly reminding ourselves that like our kingdom is not of this world or like the things that we place so much value in, like it, the, it's so small in comparison to God's plan for our life or like what God wants us to know about ourselves or his world mm. and his desires for us. Um, it really just kind of puts it into perspective for me. Yeah. Yeah. And when I hear not of this world, I think of so much safety in that. Mm-hmm. Like this world's going to fall apart. Look around you right now. The yeah. world's going to fall apart. And yet I'm going to be constant. Safe. Yeah. We're constant because mm-hmm. God is constant. And so when your kingdom is not of this world, and then this world starts to fall apart around you, your response is so different. And so, mm-hmm. I mean, I think all Christians' responses should be different right now than what a non-believer's response would be. Absolutely. You know? And I think back to what Tom says pretty often when he says that we as Christians need to have a calm, non-anxious presence. We can do that when we are not living with thoughts that reflect this world, but reflect God's kingdom, like moving and breathing and working within us. Yeah. Yeah. And it's that confidence in God, not Mm -hmm. in ourselves, not in anything else, but in God and his kingdom, which is not our kingdom. And so I think that it might be safe to say, but I might be dancing on a little bit of a stretch that hopefully we're seeing a difference right now in the world of those people whose peace and confidence is truly in God and those whose isn't. Mm-hmm. You know, we can see a contrast there of, you know, those who aren't at peace or at com- in confidence in God, they are more fearful or more um, frenzied or whatnot right now, where those who are Christians are hopefully decent, decently, not fully, you know, there's obviously anxiety and things involved right now. And so um, this isn't a rule of thumb, but are should be as a whole more peaceful, more um, giving in this time rather Mm -hmm. than just taking. Absolutely. I think um, Tom asked the question on stage on Sunday too. He said, what's the source of your confidence? And I think that mindset that we all have to take on of like Christ's mindset that like God is in control, that we know that we have confidence that he is in control, that we know that he is above all and that he is caring for us so tenderly, regardless of whatever situation we're finding ourselves in. I think we all need to stop and ask ourselves, what is the source of our confidence? Like, is our source of confidence God and his kingdom and his promises to come? Or is our sense of confidence like finding these worldly our job, our yeah, house, our, our family. Yeah, finding our car, our, finding our, our purpose in those things yeah, or yeah. like our identity in those things. Right. And it's so easy to get wrapped up in it. We all do it. Like yeah, yeah. every well, single I, person does. Yeah, and I think that confidence also is comfort. Mm-hmm. You know, like where's your, if you have confidence in something, I feel like there's comfort in that. And like, especially right now when the world needs a blanket around it to comfort it, you know, mm-hmm. um, those who are confident in Christ can also be, I would say, more fully comforted in this yeah. time because they're being comforted by the one true comfort, you know, mm-hmm. um, by the Holy Spirit. Like the person who will give you the most peace that you could ever find. Yes, mm-hmm. absolutely. Because he rode a donkey into his death. Yes, like he declaring like this. Yes, declaring peace. This will be a peaceful time regardless yes. of what happens. Which like, is crazy. Mm-hmm. Crazy cool. And I think also just lastly on this point of, you know, our kingdom is not of this world is that when we fully digest that and we fully have confidence in that we can be on mission so much easier and so Mm -hmm. much stronger because when you're not 
worried about yourself or your own, you know, you can just go out and help and give and serve Mm -hmm. others in a way that is beyond our means. Absolutely. And not of this world. Like when you are on mission, when you are confident that your kingdom is not of this world, your mission is not of this world. And Mm -hmm. so you're, you're safe. You can be bolder. You can be stronger. You can be all these things. And I think it just strengthens our mission and puts us on task Mm -hmm. so much more, which is what Jesus called us to do. He said, therefore go and make disciples of all nations. I just did this. I rose again. Therefore go, Mm -hmm. you know, and so good. I, I think something to add to is like Christ did not do this this supernatural, this amazing thing, sacri- he didn't make this amazing sacrifice for us for no reason. Yeah. And like for us to have confidence in the things going on around us, like he did it so we can have confidence in God. And so I think leading into Easter and and walking this path this week, I think we need to recognize that we have to have confidence in God and Christ gave us that opportunity with a price to pay. Like it, yeah. it wasn't easy for him. And so we don't need to take that for granted. Yeah. Yeah. It's so the weight of it is so heavy. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And I mean, I ho- I wish we reflected more often on that than just a week, a year. But, Absolutely. Um, anyway. Awesome. Awesome. So now we're going to also look at verse 37. So Jesus just said a world changing thing of my kingdom of no- is not of this world. Boom, what a mic drop there. But he Mm -hmm. keeps talking, gives us another one, (laughs) gives us another whammy and says, everyone of the truth knows my voice. In essence, you know, this is a, that's a short snippet. I mean, go read it, read it all. Yeah. It's good. Um, But everyone of the truth knows my voice, which Jesus reveals all truth. You know, so we Mm -hmm. find comfort in him, but we also remember that he gives us the truth and he gives us the way and Mm -hmm. the, and the, you know, the light and all these things. Mm -hmm. I think with that, too, Melissa. I think when we read that scripture and it says, everyone who is of the truth knows my voice, you have to be willing to listen to the voice. Yeah. Like you have to, you can't just close yourself off and be like, I know the voice, like I'll be fine. Like it'll speak up whenever, whenever it just desires to like, no, like every day you have to be digging into God's word in order to know his voice and in order to know his character. Um, I think of it like right now, like my husband and I just got a puppy and we're trying to teach him all of these different tricks. And one of the things that we're trying to teach him is his name. And he's now learned our voice. So when we're in the living room and he's back towards our bedrooms and we say, Rory, come here, he, he comes. But at first, for the first week, he did not come whenever he didn't come running down the hallway whenever we said his name, but he knows our voice now. And he knows that. Like we are his protectors that we will provide for him. And so I think as silly as that is relating a puppy back to Jesus Christ right now, like we do need to know God's voice. We do need to know Christ's voice, especially in the midst of really scary situations. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's so many examples in Christ's life and words and in all of the Bible that tells us explicitly if you don't know God's voice, you're not going to be able to follow him, you know, mm-hmm. and it can be small at first and maybe it's baby steps, but um, it's practice and it's growing that and it's a, it's a skill to know his voice and it mm-hmm. takes being in the word and it takes time. And, um, you know, it goes back to if you really believe that your kingdom is not of this world and you really believe that Jesus is truth and reveals truth and wants that truth, wants to tell us that truth, you know, 
why aren't you seeking that? Mm-hmm. Why aren't you actively running after that? You know, yeah. what what might be holding you back or what might be something blocking you or why is that not your only focus? You know, mm-hmm. and um, and then the next step is how then are you seeking it? How are you going about trying to find that in your life, in your everyday life, not in your once a week life? Absolutely. Yeah. In your day to day life, not your Sunday morning life. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. You don't get to be a master at something by doing it once a week. Absolutely. Right. And we have to learn to listen to his voice and follow it. And it's a practice. It's mm-hmm. not an overnight you're going to wake up and be like, zing, mm-hmm. I now know. And that's actually a question that I get pretty often. How do I know when God is talking to me and how do I know when God is speaking to me? And like you have to spend time with him in order to for him to speak to you. Not, yeah, not always. Like. There are some situations and circumstances that are beyond my understanding. But I think when we want to know God's voice, we have to talk to him. We have to spend time with him. It's not something that just comes out of thin air. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. absolutely. And it, it can. I, it, I'm not saying that it can't do that, but. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Absolutely. And so um, hopefully you've gone back and read these verses. And if you haven't, if you haven't watched the sermon, I encourage you to do that. You can find that on asburytulsa.org. Um, but as we kind of look to wrap up today, the last thing we kind of want to touch on is just, um, so Jesus before Pontius Pilate and in that room, hands down, Jesus had the most confidence, I would say for sure. But the person with the most authority as in worldly authority in that room was hands down Pontius Pilate. You know, and I think there's a com- there's a connection between confidence and authority. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I completely agree. And I think when we look at the story, we see that Pontius Pilate, like you said, had so much authority, but yet he didn't have confidence in himself and he didn't have confidence in the decision that he could make. And so he looked to everyone else around him and he looked to this world like he he didn't. He didn't have an opinion of his own, and therefore he let the people around him decide. The mob decided then what would happen. Yes, and like Tom brought this up on Sunday, but he said um, when the crowd was chanting, like, crucify him, crucify him, and it was between Jesus and Barabbas, and they were trying to figure out, like, okay, are we going to kill Jesus or are we going to kill Barabbas? Like, and everyone is chanting, crucify him. I can't, I also cannot even begin to understand how Barabbas was feeling, thinking, oh, they're chanting this about me. But in reality, they weren't. Like, they were chanting it about Jesus. And then also on the flip side, for Jesus to find out, oh, they they really do want me killed. Like, yeah, the same crowd that sang Hosanna as he came in on Sunday. Yes, yeah. We're singing Crucify. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's crazy. And Pontius Pilate there with all this authority in his hand and he looked around for an answer because he didn't have confidence in himself or in his own decision making. And, you know, we have to step back a little and say this was God's plan. How much control did Pontius Pilate really have? You know, mm-hmm. interesting question could dive in. Um, but more so, he he just looked around mm-hmm. and what the people were saying. That's what he said. And so when we lack we have to realize that we all we all have a level of authority in our life, probably in our household, probably in our jobs. We all have some level of authority in this world. And when we aren't confident, we go with the world. Mm-hmm. We make decisions based on the loudest voices, the closest voices and whatnot. Whether those are good or bad, that's what we do. And that's kind of human nature. You know, we're, we're followers in some ways. And um, so that confidence is so important for a believer because this world is a heck of a lot louder most often 
than Jesus. Yes. Sometimes I feel like Jesus's voice is like a whisper while the rest of the world is like that chanting. Yes. Crucify him or whatever it might be in our lives, trying to point us in a direction to make a decision. Yeah. I feel like a lot of times the world is the is the voice that's yeah. yelling, crucify him. Yeah, which is so important to remember. Who are you surrounding yourself? What mm-hmm. voices are you li- listening to? And what, where's your confidence at? And what are people speaking into you? Yeah. Like, if you are not surrounding yourself with people who are pointing you back to Christ and who are lifting you up in times when you need it most, and if you're looking to your left and your right and those people are not helping you make those choices and those decisions that are guided towards listening to God's voice and and making decisions that are based off of God's kingdom like you need to you're in danger yeah like, you lightly you need to you need to maybe like pause for a second and like stop in place and like maybe come talk to Melissa like and, <laughs> I'm serious like come yeah. talk with Melissa and like figure out how you can get plugged in in a different way because you know the voices around us sometimes even in people who we think are our friends, like they can really, yeah, they can determine our mindset and they can determine a lot of our actions. And yeah. so, yeah, there's so many layers to this. There's the mob, which right now I picture as social media, mm-hmm. which that influences us some, or the media or social media, you know, the mob, the voice of the people, which right now we have online mm-hmm. mostly. And then we have those immediately around us. And, you know, yeah. there's layers upon layers of if you're not set in your confidence in God, there's so many things that can sway you, mm-hmm. so many things that can. Um, encourage you to make decisions that you don't know if you necessarily want to make those decisions. You know, there's so mm-hmm. much here. And so absolutely, yeah, I'm always here to come talk to you where um, now is a great time to examine your support system and who's around you because probably no one's around you physically right now. Yeah. And so when we get back to being able to hang out with people, are you hanging out with the right people? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? I think even to piggyback off of that, I think right now is a great time to figure out who are you? Like, are you yeah. the person that's speaking life into others? Or are you the person that's maybe pointing others to act and reflect more of this world? And if you are one of those people who, who's unintentionally pushing people to act more of this world, like, maybe you need a pause. And if you are someone who is living their life and trying your best to walk in God's ways and listen to his voice, like you start speaking that life into the people around you because this world needs more of you. Like this world needs the life that you are going to speak into others. And so um, your voice matters and your voice holds a lot of weight. And so um, just knowing that and being encouraged by that um, to go out and like speak speak that truth and speak that life into the people around you, it's going to make a big difference. Yeah, absolutely. You have that authority. Mm-hmm. You need that confidence in Christ to to take that step, to speak up. And yeah, I mean, beautiful way to wrap that all up. And Thanks. End that, Katie. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, we just hope you enjoyed this today and it helped you dive deeper into your own mindset where you're at and um, examine yourself so that you can just walk closer and closer to God. That's always, always the goal. So Katie, in closing, would you just pray that over our, our listeners? Yeah, I'd absolutely love to. Um, Heavenly Father, we just thank you for this podcast. We thank you for Asbury and we thank you for the confidence that we get to have in you every single day. Lord, I just pray over every single person who these 
words will fall on their ears. Um, Lord, I just pray that you would help them have confidence in who you are, even in the midst of trials and um, on the on the highest mountains and the in the lowest valleys. God, let them have confidence in your kingdom and in your truth, and um, just continue to surround them with people who are going to speak your life into them and um, and point them closer to you, God. Lord, we just thank you for today. We thank you for the ways in which you are moving and you will continue to move. And uh, we are expectant and excited to take every step forward chasing after you and having the confidence that, God, you are our peace. You are our provider. God, we are confident in your plan. So in your name we pray. Amen. Amen.